Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is Catching Up. Catching Up is a podcast where we do just that. We sit back and have a conversation with someone that we might not normally have an opportunity to talk to. This conversation satisfies my obsession with health, with nutrition, and with trying to figure out what we want to do with our lives. I sat down and had a conversation with Victoria Tipper. Who is Victoria Tipper? She is a qualified nutritionist. She's a life coach. She's a fitness trainer. She has degrees in genetics, a master's in human nutrition, and literally she transformed her own life and has now gone down a path. I was going to say she set out on a quest to help you tame your own life, help you get it in control, help you understand what's going on. I think this to me is one of those conversations that you get that aha moment, that moment where you can say, you know what? I can do that. I love Victoria's take on life. She says life is not about being perfect. It's about being the best version of yourself. Her clients come to her because she consistently keeps on top of the research. She's able to get through the jargon and put ideas into meaningful bite-sized pieces that you can actually activate in your own life. This was a fantastic conversation. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. This is Victoria Tipper, and this is Catching Up. We met, you were talking about the health side and and other issues that go on as we start tracking our lives Mm -hmm. and start thinking about what's going on in our well-being world. And I said, we got to get Victoria in on the show because I mean you're a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. You you also do life coaching. Mm-hmm. You also deal a lot with gut health issues. And I uh, to me that was three bells went off. And I said this is this is perfect because people are driving home, people are in their cars, people are going to the office tomorrow, and they're going to be going. I don't really like what I'm doing. I'm really not happy with my life. I'm really not happy with my job. I'm feeling awful physically. I'm feeling awful when I I just think of the food that I'm eating. What do I do? How do I get started? Where do we start pushing these envelopes? And there I was sitting listening to you and going, I need to get Victoria on my show. (laughs) Well, I was like, yes, I definitely want to come on this show. So it worked out well for me. Let's kick off with your story because... So often people, you know, you, you meet a coach and, and the other side is life coaching. So yeah. there's a whole bunch of that other side. And, and you, we, we, we start looking at careers and we start looking at what people are doing and it's okay. The person went to university and they studied that and they did this and they did that. And, and I wanted to, I wanted to sort of change the gear a little bit tonight and have you share your story because it's, it's. You, you sort of practice what you preach. I do. I try to. I definitely try to. Um, yeah, so for me, uh, it all started, um, well, I was at university yeah. many, many. I won't tell you how many years ago. <laughs> and thankfully, people can't see what I look like, so uh, no one can tell. Um, but quite a few years ago, I was studying uh, genetics for my undergraduate degree. And I was sitting in, uh, you know, in the class and uh, realized that there were so many conditions mm. in my family that were genetically linked. There's, you know, I come from a really large Irish family. I don't have the accent. I was brought up in London, but my parents are Irish. So there are 14 children on my mum and dad, on my mum's side and 12 on my dad's. So wow, big families, family. big families, but massive differences between the two. So uh, there's only four out of the 14 left on my mum's side. Um, and, you know, this is mainly have all been to do with uh, cancer and heart mm, disease. Mm. So, um, you know, sitting there and, and even at that stage, a lot of people had died from cancers or, or sort of like heart disease. This is like the new scourge, isn't it? Like it, it, the, the C word comes up in conversations all the time and yeah. it's it, people break out in a cold sweat. 
Yeah. But, you know, um, we actually all have sort of cancer going on in our body uh, all mm. the time. It's just, um, and actually while looking at genetics, uh, there's, it's not, okay, it's the genes don't sort of dictate our health. They are like the, a loaded gun. Mm. It's the environment that actually pulls the trigger. So um, there's this great thing. And when I was at, at college, when I was studying, we didn't know about it then, but now we know about it. It's something called epigenetics, where you have those genes, but it depends on whether those genes are switched on or off. So, for example, knowing that I have, uh, you know, a family which are kind of, or have those genes, probably, likely, to have those genes that predispose me to different cancers, I know I need to do stuff, like live in a way that is going to make sure my, you know, uh, the, the genes that are going to cause cancer are being switched off. So, for example, things like turmeric are amazing. Mm. That spice, the, the king or the queen of the spice world, it is able to switch on genes that cause, cause cancer cells to commit suicide. And that's pretty amazing and switches off genes that cause cancer. So you're, you're in this genetics course. How, mm-hmm. did, how do you go from genetics into the nutrition field? Did, sure. did, was this just the, the obvious thing? You're sitting there going, hold on, there's got to be more? Yeah, well, I thought, look, I need to change my environment. And uh, food is obviously a massive part of it. Like, you know, we are what we eat as such. Mm. Or an updated way to say that is you are what your food has eaten. So it's we are what we eat, but we are what our food has eaten. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so just eating, uh, you know, for example, food needs to be sourced uh, well. So rather than just going for like normal beef, you want to have stuff like grass-fed beef because mm. it's going to have more omega threes. So yeah, we are what, what our food has eaten. So um, yeah, nutrition was a natural thing for me to go into. I was always into health and fitness, um, and I really wanted to find a way that I can actually make sure my environment meant that you know certain genes weren't being switched on, yeah. and it gave me a yeah would sort my health out as such. So, so how how did the life coaching then fall into this whole picture? Well. I had been working sort of, uh, you know, as a nutritionist for maybe five or six years. And I realized uh, when, uh, when, I speak to, when I spoke to my clients, I'd, I'd sort of say, look, this is what I suggest you do this, that and that, and avoid this and boost that. Um, and when they, when they would come back, and often particularly if they were female, this sounds really bad, I'm not being sexist here, but when I was telling men what to do, often they'd come back and say, yep, yeah, did all that, feeling like this, you know, what's the next step? But often with women, and sometimes men as well, but more so with women, they were not able to let go of some of uh, their eating habits. Why, why do you think that was? We're, we're just more emotional as okay. creatures, right. perhaps. And, um, you know, a lot of us do, um, we, we sort of like comfort ourselves mm. with food. So we are emotional eaters. If you think about it when you're a child, if sometimes, you know, my parents used to do this, if you were going... You had to go to the doctors and you really didn't want to go and, you know, you were sort of crying. They'd say, but don't worry, we'll go get an ice cream on the way home. That's going to make everything better. Or you go to a, a, a child's party and it's full of all cakes and sodas and sweets and that's associated with having a celebration. So we learn from a very young age to associate sweet, you know, unhealthy fast foods with having a good time. Yeah. So if we're feeling quite low and down um, and as adults, you know, and a lot of us are living in a world where we're working pretty hard um, and we need that extra comfort from, from somewhere, it's really easy to just, you know, get some ice cream or order a, a mm, McDonald's or a yeah. takeaway pizza or whatever it might be to get that comfort. You're describing rather. my menu right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully after this session, you might, you might change the menu a little bit. <laughs> so at this point, you're, you're, you're doing nutrition and then you realize, you know what, there's more going on here. Yeah. Absolutely. Why aren't people uh, changing their behaviors? And mm. what is that missing link? And that's really where coaching uh, was able to help me to take it to the next level. Um, and also it helped me massively. 
Uh, as a side note, uh, when I was working as a nutritionist, I was asked to to come on. Actually, I think it was with Suzanne Radford. Suzanne Radford, sure. Uh, to come on the Goodbye show today, yeah. uh, and I was so scared because I just had this fear. Now I've gone through lots and lots and years and years of coaching, and I've gone through these, you know, use these tools uh, with coaches like on myself. And I'm here. <laughs> so it, it enables people to overcome their fear stories. You know, mm. we tell each other, sorry, we tell ourselves fear stories. I can't do this. We have these limiting beliefs. If I do this, you know, I'm going to be really awful at that. I remember thinking uh, when I was asked to come on the show years ago, but I'll get on there and I won't know what to say. <laughs> and I'm going to go blank and it's live and I'll look horrendous or, you yeah. know, sound terrible. Um, yeah. And that's no longer there. We, we want to, I want to talk more about coaching. I sure. want to talk more about nutrition. I want to talk about gut health. In fact, I want to come yeah. back and have a, a big conversation on that. Sure. And I'd love to get people involved, by the way, as well. If you're listening in and you're saying, hey, you know what? Because we, we hear a lot about probiotics. And we hear mm-hmm. a lot about how important it is to get the right foods into our stomachs and how important our stomachs are yep. in, our, in our whole life. Uh, our, our life cycle and mm-hmm. what's going on in our brains. And I think there's a lot of folks who listen to that and go, really? This yeah. is, they start to daydream at that moment. Say, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and uh, is this for real? I wanted to get your take on that okay. and, and talk about how we can continue to promote this healthy eating in, in, in an environment like we're in globally where time is of, of, uh, is not on our side mm-hmm. where we're looking for all sorts of, of, uh, shortcuts and, mm-hmm. and sometimes those shortcuts are having it could be having dramatic effects on us so definitely we want to get your take on that okay. and if, if folks are listening in and they're saying hey i've got a question i want to get involved in this as well you can do that you might say who am i talking to victoria tipper joining us here on the program she's a life coach she's a nutritionist she's a, a fitness expert mm-hmm. and much much more my name is james pikeaway this is catching up and we're speaking with victoria tipper um we want to i want to talk about nutrition okay. i want to talk about the food we're eating and how little attention I, and this is just my perception, so mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong and, and folks who are out there right now might be going, James, you have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> but I, how little attention I perceive that we actually pay to what it is we're eating. Now, we want to be seen as paying attention and yes, we might look at our labels and yes, we try to keep you know, a, a good collection of foods at home. But even when I, you know, a couple of years back started looking a little bit harder at what we were eating at home, I realized my house was full of junk food mm-hmm. and, you know, things like uh, acid indigestion, headaches, irritability. Mm-hmm. A friend came over and said, maybe you just got to start eating differently. Yeah. <laughs> and, that was a good, good idea from your friend. And, and we did. And it's, it's hard and mm-hmm. it's not, we're not always on track, but a lot of those, those issues have disappeared. So I, I want to jump back to you and, and talk a little bit about how we get into that positive frame of nutrition and how, how we actually start thinking about the impact mm-hmm. of what it is we eat on not just filling us up and, and helping us with maybe some muscular growth and stuff, but mm-hmm. also helping generally with the way we are as people. Sure. So I think in terms of with nutrition, it's always good to look at it um, in terms of positive nutrition. What 
what are all the good things that you have to fuel your body rather mm. than what are all the things you need to stay away from? You know, we as uh, human beings... Which uh, is the first thing we never do. <laughs> totally. <laughs> don't eat totally. sugar, don't drink Diet Coke, don't drink... Totally, drink, totally. Yeah. And it's like looking at the world in terms of, you know, scarcity rather than abundance. Like, what right. are actually all these great healthy foods that I have? And there are some really great healthy alternatives. And it's not to say you can never, ever have sugar, but it's kind of, you know, well, if there are certain conditions that maybe you definitely want to steer clear. Yeah. But if you have something every now and then, um, you know, and if, if you're pretty healthy and, and everything's going well, then that's not going to be a major deal. But I would say, you know, avoiding the, the Franken foods, you know, these. Uh-huh. So, for example, you talk of junk food. Um, you know, you have certain, like, am I allowed to mention brand names of... Well, okay, give me an example. You know, for example, you have, uh, you know, the triangular sort of uh, chips. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, these... Yeah, it's um, our corn chips. There's the a whole, chips, there are a whole yeah. bunch of varieties of those. Example, yeah, so you've got the, the classic sort of, like, yeah. corn chip. You're talking um, aisle 21 at most of the grocery yeah, stores. Everyone much. knows where we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Um, so, you know, food... Uh, chemists or food like scientists yeah. are really intelligent and they've worked out ways to make us want to have more of those foods. Yeah, I know exactly so, the food you're talking about. <laughs> you, you do. Once you have one, you can't yeah. stop with that. So they've uh, devised different ways of doing that. For example, they've made it so that there's not one flavor that stands out to be really, really strong. Mm. Um, so that when, and studies have shown, if there's a one really dominant flavor, then we feel fuller faster. If there's lots of kind of more subtle flavors, we don't feel full so quickly, so we end up overeating more and more. We keep them going back for more. Um, they've also made it so that there's a really strong lingering aftertaste of those, you know, of said corn yeah. chips. And that in itself, so you'll go and have a few mouthfuls, and having that strong Sounds aftertaste... Sounds like my cheesies <laughs> as well. This is exactly yeah. what happens with those. <laughs> it's true, though. So, yeah. you know, they've, they've been very clever. Um, yeah. And, you know, there are... So it's not by accident. Oh, no. no. Oh, no, 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 no. These things don't happen by accident. <laughs> Even you have certain crisps that will sort of, like, melt in the mouth quite yes. quickly. Uh-huh. That sort of... The, the way that they disappear, again, it tricks the brain oh, we're not really consuming calories so that we tend to overeat. Mm. So, um, and there are a lot of junk food will actually uh, light up the reward section of the brain. So it causes us to have this dopamine response in the same way, you know, some sort of like drugs would do, like narcotics, for example. So people do become addicted. So it's not necessarily that easy to say, okay, you've been having a really unhealthy diet. Tomorrow, you just need to cut all of that out because there is an actual addiction. You know, you've been ingesting these chemicals and your body is, is saying, mm. I want to have more of it. And the more you have, the more you need. You know, and we've, we've got a, a text in the com- that's come through and says, guys, we're in Ramadan. Big, pr- uh, big, big part and, uh, of Ramadan and being proud of uh, celebrating Ramadan is the reduction of the intake of uh, a lot of these foods and eating yeah. better. Yeah. Fruits, dates, perfect for nutrition. Absolutely. Definitely. That's going to be a much better way to satisfy that sugar craving yeah. uh, than going And then for- carry on after. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, it's almost like Ramadan becomes this yeah. perfect opportunity to start down this, this road to a, a much healthier diet. Absolutely. And, and it's just remembering, okay, we got the iftars, but be mm-hmm. realistic. After the Sahar, be realistic when you definitely, go in there. Definitely, definitely. And your food choices. So, you know, as this person, this great person said here, to, to going for fruits and dates is going to be a much better choice than going yeah. for the sweet cakes and those yeah. sorts of treats. Going for carbs that have, they don't have as much of a, an impact on your blood sugar levels. Mm. Um, when you're eating those kind of complex carbs, so for example, things like, uh, you know, oats at Sahur, it's going to give you a more slow release energy rather than if you were to have something that was higher in sugar, 
then it's going to leave you feeling a lot tired a lot more quickly. Mm. So it will make fasting a lot more difficult. Okay. So it's really giving a giving thought to this whole process. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a, a few of my clients, um, they actually say they really look forward to Ramadan mm. uh, in so many ways. Obviously, um, you know, on a spiritual level, like religiously, um, and spending time with close ones, uh, but also the fact that they feel so much healthier in that time. So, mm. you know, doing Ramadan, sort of eating healthily in that time, it's, it's a great way to... With the, the, with the fasting. Yeah. It really is a, a great cleansing period as well. Absolutely. One, one of the issues that comes up, and as we're talking about all our, our manufactured foods and all our chemically induced foods, and there's so many, but yeah. let's just call it processed food. Yes. There yes. are so many when you start walking around. Yeah. It's frightening. Yeah. What I, I wonder, there, there's a very big industry that are, or at least an industry now that's being, being become apparent talking about prebiotics and probiotics mm-hmm. and talking about gut health. This has become quite a popular term. Yeah. Is it just a fad when we start talking gut health or is this really something that we need to be cluing into? It's so important for so many aspects of health. Um, definitely not a fad. Uh, with, to be honest, you know, we... When we're born, we're we're sterile, and then we will actually, um, as we sort of, as your mother gives birth, we'll swallow her bacteria, and that then, you know, becomes your gut flora. Um, The issue then is, is that as we get older, um, things like eating the wrong foods, taking too many antibiotics, having too much stress, it kind of kills off a lot of that good bacterial flora, and it means that the the bad bacteria, which we all have, we all have parasites, we all have yeast and candida overgrowth. Uh, or yeast in Canada, it enables those pathogens to sort of overgrow. So Mm. we then can experience quite bad health. So making sure just, and everyone, you know, would have had more than five rounds of antibiotics in their life if they're an adult. Um, It's just particularly, I think doctors now are becoming a lot more aware of not, you know, handing out, uh, you know, that prescription uh, too easily. Sometimes it's needed, but not too easily. Um, so everyone will have a disrupted bacterial flora. So getting those probiotics in is so important. Uh, 90% of the body's serotonin, which is the, the feel-good um, you know, neurotransmitter, um, is produced in our gut. Really? So if we don't have enough good bacteria, often it leaves us feeling quite, quite funny with our moods. So loads of studies have shown that um, conditions like depression and anxiety can improve when people take probiotics. Hmm. Um, but so it, it does it now. So when we talk about probiotics. What we're talking about is regenerating or creating the environment within your stomach for these positive bacteria yeah. to to flourish, and Absolutely. then ward off against the bad bacteria. Yeah. Exactly. It's think of it like um, you know the army. Your probiotics, your good bacteria, are the army that keep all the bad guys mm. under control. And we just want that army to be as strong as possible. Um, a, a good side note, though, is uh, if you're somebody that's going to start taking some probiotics, so you can take them in supplement form right. and you can get them in food form. But you need to, in, in both forms, you need to make sure that you actually do it really, really gradually. Because if you imagine. Uh, that there is maybe there's an overgrowth of yeast or candida. This is really really common. What, what is what's candida? So it's it's a fungus. So okay. we all have it. A fungus. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice to know. <laughs> this, this is nice. You know. It's a nice fungus. <laughs> it's a nice fungus. Um, the so we all have it, but it, it's when we don't have enough of the good bacteria 
that fungus overgrows and it can cause us to have symptoms like brain fog. Uh-huh. So where I have you that know, every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe you have uh-huh. candida overgrowth. Um, well, but brain fog, sweet well, cravings. Oh, my hypochondriac, that's the other thing. <laughs> sweet cravings. Yeah. Oh, do you, you have know, those? Yes. So th- we're ticking a few boxes yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, sweet cravings. Uh, it can cause issues with anxiety, um, sleep disorders, sometimes urinary tract infections. So okay. if you get lots of urine infections. Um, also having like fungus uh, like on the top or athlete's foot uh-huh. these can all be symptoms of having a candida overgrowth um, so imagine if you have if somebody not you personally but maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, who knows um, or, or parasites you know we live in a part of the world where we travel a lot like yeah. people are going to all sorts of destinations um, so people may have parasites so if you're taking these probiotics and you take too many too soon you might as that's your army you might kill off too many of those bad guys too really? soon and this can leave you feeling a little bit worse before you feel right. better so if you are taking probiotics, it's really important to take a small amount and gradually build up the dose. And similarly in foods, so we get uh, probiotics in fermented foods. Oh, so this is one okay. of my preferred ways of getting probiotics. And in a perfect world, you're having this as part of your daily diet. So, yeah, things like sauerkraut, yep. kefir, a homemade yogurt. Um, it's got loads and loads of great probiotics. And mm. yeah, it, it delivers those probiotics to your body in a, you know, a more natural I want to I want to talk a little bit about more about probiotics and sure. and quantities and how mm-hmm. we build this into our diet and again what what the the larger picture is of our stomach as it connects to our entire well-being our brains our nervous mm-hmm. system and uh, get your take on that and ha- and I think there's there's folks who are listening right now who are going okay hold on I will, I'm, they've they've seen the probiotics on the shelves they've mm-hmm. heard people talking about them yep. but they're not sure what it's all about so uh, we, we want to we, we got more questions Victoria. Sure. my name is James Pikeaway this is catching up and we're speaking with Victoria Tipper we we're talking about gut health we're mm-hmm. talking about probiotics and and I want to I want to stay on this conversation uh, in that I think myself included, uh, there are so many of us who don't connect how our stomachs work with our brains. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, we got a couple of texts we want to get sure. to. But that's that's where we're we're going to get back to. And actually, these these questions kind of fit into that whole conversation. But that's where that's where I'd love to go for the next little bit. Sure. Uh, Safe is coming and through the SMS line, and he's saying, "Are there any techniques or ways to actually boost metabolism mm-hmm. that you could suggest?" So the best way to boost metabolism is to increase muscle, you know, um, to get yourself into the gym. Totally old school, just (laughs) that's it, boost muscle? I would say, well, this is, uh, the more muscle you have, uh, the faster your metabolic rate is, the more calories you're burning when doing nothing and doing more resistance training, you know, making sure then you're having adequate protein in order to rebuild that muscle. Um, you've got little things as well, like um, green tea, or my preference would be like matcha green tea, which can uh-huh. help a little bit. Um, but I think really there is no magic pill as such to increase our metabolism. But that's what we want, though. We want. I know. We, and when I find it, I'm going to be very or, rich. I'm going to make like, some money on selling that pill. Because there's a lot of people selling us that that these ideas online. He's like, boost your metabolism. Take this and yeah, the, doc- yeah. Though the issue is, and you know, looking at a lot of those pills, uh, as long as you're okay with them, probably not sleeping that night, you know, because it's anything that's going to actually um, often they have things like green tea extract and stuff that basically is going to disturb your sleep. And actually, in in terms of uh, metabolism, it's really, really important to make sure you are getting at least those eight hours sleep. Um, You know, there's we have different stages of sleep, and in that. the, one of the stages, and often this happens at the end, uh, we have the REM, and that's where we 
produce a lot of testosterone and yeah. that helps to increase muscle mass uh, yeah. and growth hormone. So we want to make sure we're doing things to boost testosterone to increase metabolism. I want, I want to jump back sure. into this conversation about our food. Okay. And and there are, you know, we've, we've got a text in that I'm, I'm not sure if how this, if this exactly fits, but I, I'm going to go to the second part of her question. Okay. And she, what she's talking about is an, an illness that her daughter has, okay. um, ulcerative, ulcerative colitis. Yeah. And, 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 and so we've got a couple of different things going on there, mm-hmm. but her, her question is ultimately could diet help to alleviate, alleviate some of the symptoms of this kind of situation. And this is an area, um, we're not doctors here, we're not medical doctors, no, and no. We're, not, we're not passing out treatments no, and things, absolutely. but you've spent some time as a professional in this field looking at nutrition, mm-hmm. our, our stomach health, and how the health of our digestive system can influence so many different things. Is, is this something you can talk to? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as you say, like, I'm not a doctor, but um, I'm, I work as a GAPS practitioner and GAPS stands for the gut and psychology syndrome. And it essentially looks at um, healing the gut lining. So it's really useful for conditions such as ulcerative colitis. Um, so making sure that for healing that gut lining, having things like bone broth or meat stock is really important. So I'm a big bone brother. Yeah, bone broth uh, is great. It's so good. It's amazing. Um, I make for it myself. It's kind of it's kind of perfect. You know, it's uh, it's amazing. And, yeah. and, and you know what you know what got me doing it? Well, a because people like yourself are saying, "Hey, this stuff is really good mm-hmm. for you." And I, I sort of drink it instead of coffee and those kind of things. Great. So just like that. Yeah. But it's so easy to make. Yeah. And totally. you know, a few little a few little herbs and spices that have, have brought it up to what I want it to taste like. Yeah. I have c- total control over the salt that's in it or yeah. no salt in it. Yeah. And it's when when you look at the store and you go say mm-hmm. to an organic place or wherever and they mm-hmm. want to sell you five hundred mils of it and I looked at the price and I went Yeah. Uh, that's exactly. It's I expensive. Like, Whoa! <laughs> it is expensive. And then I went and looked at. Okay, I can get or what? What someone's selling me organic bones mm-hmm. that are a fraction of that cost, yeah. and I can make it myself fresh. Absolutely, absolutely, so. and it's really good that you're doing that. Um, I would say so. There's there's two different types. There's a, a stock yeah. where you would have you'd cook it for a shorter period of time, and you'd have the bones and the meat right. and then a bone broth you have just the bones yeah, so you yeah. cook it for longer so with something like ulcerative colitis and with gut healing initially you want to make sure you're starting off with the, the stock where you've got the meat and the oh, bones because okay. it's going to be higher in gelatin okay. and that gelatin is going to really help heal that gut lining whereas a bone broth um, you start to you've got still it's got loads and yeah. of amazing nutrients in it right. um, but yeah those the, the broths or the stocks so that's are, a good start to at least help Absolutely, to to help with that, and then removing um, removing any potential food intolerances. Uh, looking at allergies as well. Um, I'm also a big fan of doing a comprehensive stool test. So I mentioned briefly before that we have some people have different gut pathogens. Uh-huh. So comprehensive stool test, it it they're not cheap, um, unfortunately, and they take about a month to get the results. But it looks at the DNA of uh, any pathogen in your stool. So it can find whether there is an overgrowth of any kind of like yeast or any candida, any parasites. It looks at our bacterial flora, how much of the good guys we've got, whether you need to have more, so things like lactobacillus, bifidobacteria, Mm. uh, and then it looks at the commensal bacteria. These are the guys 
that they could be good or they could turn bad, okay. depending. So, but it, it looks at inflammation. It gives you so much stuff. And so it gives you another starting point to start looking yeah. at diet and and whatnot. Totally, so that you can work on the diet, looking at uh, getting those probiotics in there as well, removing any. Uh, you know, intolerances. And then, and I'm not sure how old her daughter is, but also with any kind of autoimmune condition, stress is a major factor. You know, you mentioned before oh, uh, that's, the, that's the bra. A, yeah. yeah. This the, is a tough one because, I mean, she, we, uh, as you said, we don't know how old her daughter is, yeah. but if you can get the diet under control and you could start working on the long-term maintenance of this, yeah. stress just yeah. thinking about the fact that you've got this going yeah. on, then <laughs> just the stress of yeah. growing up and being teenagers yeah. and school and absolutely, Whoa. yeah. And so this is where a big part of that um, is looking at uh, being getting in touch with your emotions. Yeah. So I think particularly, you know, we've we've all been teenagers. And again, Ramadan is a, another great time because yeah. it, it lets us connect spiritually to some of this and to yeah. help us. Uh, work through some of our stressors in in that manner. Absolutely, mm. and and just to become a bit more aware of our thoughts. So mm. something I would say to my clients is, uh, you know, w- what's your internal dialogue? How how do you speak to yourself? And for us to try to speak to ourselves as we would do our best friend, yeah. and often we don't do that. We we speak really badly to ourselves. Like and to just become aware of that. Uh, what language do you use? You know, mm. how how do you treat yourself? Mm. Okay, so she should. If you were if you were meeting with these folks, you would say the first thing is maybe start looking at some of these bone broths and definitely and start definitely. thinking about stressors. Yeah, fermented foods. Fermented yeah, foods. Yeah, but doing it gradually. Okay. So and this is, I guess, this is where you you really wanna you wanna have that coach. You wanna have that that person who is is walking you through this to help you with amounts and help you to understand what's what's happening. The, the other yeah. side is this is a long long period of time that one embraces this. Totally, it's not unfortunate. Although you will, okay, you will see um, changes happen quite quickly. Mm. But in order for you to get the, you know, sufficient healing, it can be. It depends on the individual. Um, you know, I've seen people do really well after three to four to six months, and some people, there's a, a client I have in Bahrain, and you know, he's been on the this GAPS protocol for about two years, wow. but he's doing amazingly well. So, and yeah, it's it's kind of we all have that bio individuality. What fits for one person isn't necessarily going to be the case for another you know Mm. so yeah it has to be sort of you know catered to the the individual needs as such my name is james pikeaway this is catching up and we're speaking with victoria tipper bassett wants to know my question is does stomach acid kill probiotic supplements also what's your take on kefir as a source of probiotics okay well um there's a lot of those supplements by the way on the shelves of the stores and not all supplements were created equal. Um, you know, with in terms of like looking at a supplement, you want to go for one that has a variety of different strains. And a good starting point for an adult in terms of dosage would be about 20 billion a okay. day, but gradually build that dose up. And then there are specific strains for specific conditions okay. as well. So mm-hmm. it depends on why, you know, why you're looking, uh, the reason why you're taking that um, mm. probiotics. So, yeah. There's lots of different things to look at. But, um, yeah, the the cheaper supplements are maybe not be the highest quality. Okay. The, um, the other side is sometimes we, you look at our yogurts that are on, on, on the shelves, mm-hmm. and, and they're, they're great, and the, even the ones that don't have any sugar in them, and they'll say, yeah. hey, there's probiotics in here. They don't tell you how many billions or just thousands, but they're, they're usually pretty low on the probiotic spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. To have that up 
being able to say up on the the shelf you know it's been pasteurized it's been treated whereas when you make your own uh, yogurt um there's got you've got a lot more of the live cultures in okay. there and the good probiotics and the good thing as well um and you need billions though right like yeah, we're talking billions, 20 20 billion uh, you know some people have 50 billion and often you'll get much more in the fermented foods okay. uh, in terms of probiotics rather than in a supplement um but uh, yeah, definitely kefir is uh, a great one. Uh, what, is, what is kefir? So you, it's it's like a little bit like yogurt, but it's a slightly less viscous, like okay. thinner in consistency yeah. and a bit more bitter. Okay. Um, and so you need to get kefir grains. There's a group, a Facebook group, uh, you know, where you can get kefir grains, or you can get them when you sort of like travel. You can get dried kefir grains uh-huh. and make your own kefir. It's actually stronger in terms of the probiotic content than homemade yogurt. Okay. So again, if you're starting to take kefir, just just have a small bit at a time because mm. some people can react, particularly if there is any sort of you know candida overgrowth or any okay. parasites, bloating, that kind of stuff. Bloating, it can cause a skin rash. Okay. Uh, a person can feel like they've got flu. Uh-huh. All sorts of things. Essentially, it's what we call die-off, uh, as you're killing okay. off a pathogen uh, because you, you're taking you know uh, that yeah. probiotic food or supplement. Um, but yeah, kefir is a great one, definitely. And in terms of taking the probiotic supplements, um, the capsules that they're in will enable them to get to where they need to, to okay. go. So often when you're taking them in the powdered forms, um, it, you know, it might not get to the, the sort of, you know, the small intestine sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, it, you're fine to take the probiotic uh, capsules. Mm, okay. Uh, the, the other side of this is when you're taking these capsules and they start to build those, those bacteria in your system, they they do go away, yeah. And so if you stop taking the probiotics, hopefully the I guess the 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 idea is, and we we talked about this much earlier. Maybe mm-hmm. it was off air. Maybe it was on air. Mm-hmm. I forget. <laughs> but it, that the the probiotics, the idea of them is that they help to create an environment for your body to build its own uh, and sustain its own Absolutely. positive by by bacteria. Yeah, those those capsules, the supplements that you're taking are transient. Okay. So I would say to if somebody has like say IBS and they come and see me or something like ulcerative colitis. Um, I will always say six months at least you want to be taking the probiotic supplement, but at the same time you're having on a daily basis those fermented foods, so you're getting mm. the probiotics in your food. And then you would hope after the six months you sort of might come off the probiotics, um, but you're keeping those fermented foods in there, and you would hope that with the bone broths, with adjusting your lifestyle, with increasing your stomach acid, because yeah. we need, we often don't have enough stomach acid, with doing all of these things that you've created uh, an environment that your natural bacterial flora is able to flourish again and y- you are as healthy as you should be. I want to start making fermented foods. Do it. I even have a little fermenter. Yeah. Well, do you know, it's actually really easy making something like sauerkraut. It's yeah. so easy. You just need uh, some cabbage, you chop it up with yeah. a bit of sea salt, crush it and put it in a, a mason jar, cover it with some water, yeah. and you leave it for like three weeks or so. There we go. At, at room temperature. At room temperature. Yeah, because that enables, it's, cabbage already has good bacteria on it, so that enables the good bacteria to multiply. Once you put it in the fridge, then they stop multiplying. So, oh. yeah, you can leave it for less initially so that it's yeah. not as strong. But yeah. Okay, all right. Really easy. I've got to try this out. <laughs> Give it a go. It's, it's a whole, it, you know, it's, it's, it's just this whole experimental area. And Yeah, and you might make mistakes. Yeah. It's definitely trial and error with all yeah. of these things when you're trying something new. So, don't be put off for life if you're first, like the first time I made sauerkraut, it was terrible. <laughs> it was just, yeah, you don't want to see that. It was horrendous. So, yeah, just, just know that you might make mistakes. It's okay. 
you know, we, we were going to talk a little bit about life coaching. We, yeah. didn't, we didn't get there. We're going to talk a little bit more about food. We didn't get there. <laughs> Time goes past so quickly. Uh, you know, I, I, we're, we're going to get you back, though. We, want, we do want to oh, have a chat about life coaching be as well. Because I, I think bringing this all together then and and talking yeah. about we we've been doing like you've been life coaching me off air i mean we've yeah. just been having as, as i said we've been here for a while in between the show the show still keeps going on we just turned back on the mics we've had a great time yeah that's no, been a lot of fun yeah. um victoria how do people find you if they want to have, continue this conversation sure. so i do some work at the dubai herbal and treatment center uh for nutrition um i also see clients that have my own company um so you can go to my website uh, victoria-tipper.com uh, or you can follow my Instagram as well just at Victoria Tipper there we go it's that yeah. simple it's that simple and, uh, we'll, <laughs> social we'll media is great <laughs> <laughs> you've been listening to Catching Up my name's James Pikeaway and we've been speaking with Victoria Tipper you can find Victoria Tipper on all of the socials just go to at Victoria Tipper or you can go to her webpage, www.victoria/tipper.com. Keep up with what we're doing right here on the James Cast or also on Podaholics. And you can get in touch with me, jamesed underscore me or james at jamesed.com. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon.